Welcome back to Do Ladies Do That. I'm Molly. And I'm Becca, and we're just two lesbians who wanted to take our discussions about LGBTQ plus media out of the DMs and into a podcast. This week we're discussing the half of it, which was directed and created by Alice Wu. The plot is that it's a teen rom-com that follows Ellie Chu, a super smart, shy, queer Chinese-American immigrant who is the only Asian kid in her fictional town of Squamish in Washington. Um, She is crushing on one of the popular girls, Aster, at the school, and Ellie writes everybody's papers for her English class, and one of the high school jocks, Paul, asks Ellie to help him win over Aster, and at first she says no, but then she needs the money to pay for her electricity bill, and therefore she agrees, and they end up writing to Aster over a ghost messaging app. The two of them flirt and bond over art and literature and movies, but obviously Aster thinks it's Paul the whole time. So, yeah, it's a bit messy. It's a bit funny. It's really relatable. Yeah. It's been branded as a queer Serrano de Bergerac, which is a play from 1897 by Edmund Rostand. And it's about a young man who can't find the words to tell his lover about how he's feeling, so he hires a poet instead to do it for him. I've got quite a lot of scenes that I want to sort of touch on. (laughs) Yeah, there's quite a lot that I want to discuss. I think they set it up really, really well. Um, They had the little montage of different things and it drew back to it. Um, There was the flower that grew in like a, it's like a paper mache type thing, but that's the flower that Aster was delivering to Paul later and it all ties back. From the beginning, you have Ellie discussing Plato's soulmate separation theory, which was when humans have four arms, four legs, one head, two faces, which sets up the whole thing in a nice way because it's followed by her then going on to say that it's not a love story or something along those lines. And I think that the love that you do see throughout, although it's not this romantic love story where there's two people who fall in love and it's they end it like happily ever after there is the love of friends and the love of family and the love of the crush and that's all at the forefront because from the very start you've got in your head that this is a love story but it's not a love story because it's been branded as this romantic comedy and then they're discussing soulmates so you've got soulmates in your head and I think that just set the whole thing up perfectly yeah like touching on the romance aspect I think my favourite or the one that felt most personal as a queer person was the difference between how Paul described how he feels for Asta and how Ellie felt for Asta. Like, I think Paul put it down to intellect, but I think there's a deeper thing there where women just are able to talk about how they feel a lot more Mm -hmm. and express things in a certain way which has like a certain pizzazz I've got got the quotes where he says she's pretty and smart and she's never mean and she smells like fresh ground flour and Ellie says how her eyes look right into yours how she twirls her hair when she's reading how her laugh busts out like she can't help herself and she stops being perfect for just a few moments and in a way I feel like that's such a a thing to experience when you're in the closet 
like mm-hmm. that other people wouldn't necessarily focus on where like you know he goes for the she's pretty and smart more of the surface level traits even in the way that they are quite young a lot of relationships then are just surface level it's like I'm doing this because I should or because you're pretty the main character so Ellie Chu is very much not your typical main character and she doesn't think she's the main character and yet this whole movie is based on her it's how people interact with her and how she feels about other people and then you've got this really pretty popular girl because her dad he is the minister or whatever he does and she has all these insecurities but loads of people want her and want to be with her and she's with the jock she's in the main relationship of the school yeah and yet she doesn't think she's anything special yeah like all the girls want to have hair in their little clique like with the pink Mm -hmm. scarves and everything like that yeah the sigh of relief Ellie lets out when she realises that Paul didn't catch on to the fact that she was speaking from her own heart about Asta. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something quite relatable. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you speak, or you feel like you're speaking out of term when you're in the closet. You don't know what is coming from a queer point of view, or if that's like a typical thing for a straight person to think about another girl. Yeah. Yeah. I like the focus on the dad and his relationship with Ellie and how as time goes on in the film he becomes more of a person himself because he's been stuck on like this grief cycle for so long and he's just like wasted away just watching tv um Mm -hmm. not really doing anything with his life but especially when the mum died, it's hard for the dad to be that mother figure. So the person to talk to and the person that a daughter would go to and rely on. I completely empathised with Ellie when she was saying that she wasn't going off to college elsewhere in another state because she had like responsibilities at home. I was terrified mm-hmm. to like go off to uni elsewhere and like leave my mum. It's it's a hard thing to debate about whether you want to go ahead with your own future or stay where you are and make others comfortable and happy so yeah I I like the whole relationship with Ellie and her dad especially towards the end when he gets closer to Paul and they really share a nice moment in the kitchen I think that's the thing with Paul I'm jumping about a wee bit here but Paul seems to be the only person who takes the time to sit and understand Ellie. Obviously, they kiss after a big montage of Ellie teaching him all about literature and movies and poetry or art or whatever it is to try and get closer to Aster. And at that point, he realises that Ellie has the crush on Aster and he screams at her, but he is the only person who took the time to get to know Ellie and not just use her for writing his English papers. Like, that might have been what it was at the start, but then it became a friendship and then he had a crush on her. And then at the end, he sort of protects her. It's not really addressed that he said 
that it was a sin and that she's going to hell. But in the little speech at the end, it's kind of addressed. And I think that's what they were trying to do with it because he talks about it a little bit. So going back to the pool scene. Oh, yes. What was the most significant part of that scene for you? It's when Aster turns up at Paul's house with the little drawing and Ellie and Aster leave. They go to like this little pool secluded area. And do you know the guy in the office when he's like, it's happening, everybody stay calm. What's the protocol? That's how I felt. That is literally how I felt. Because I was like, oh my God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like, I knew it wasn't a love story, but at the same time, I was eager for it to happen and wanted this relationship to happen because it was just really exciting and new. And so the pool scene as a whole has this intimacy, both intellectually and literally, because they are swimming and getting naked and it's cute it's soft it's a queer girl's dream and you have this awkwardness to you because you don't want to be staring but at the same time this is like what I wanted but not what I wanted and it's so weird and strange and it's relatable yeah when you're a queer person in a situation like that it's like you feel guilty or like mm-hmm. predatory in a way. For straight people, it wouldn't be seen as anything, but you panic that other people are going to mm-hmm. think that or you panic that you're in the wrong for being there because you fancy women. And you, I think you can tell on Ellie's face that she looks terrified. Yeah. But if she was straight, I don't think it would be like that. Yeah, and there is this awkwardness because... It's something that you've sort of daydreamed about, like this moment being close with them, whether it's intimate or not. Aster's really confident, but Ellie's not. And she turns around as she tries to undress and the shyness because Ellie is gay and you don't want to overstep the mark when you're doing it. And when I was at school and had to get changed for PE and things, I was always so awkward in the changing room because I didn't want to overstep the mark. Even like when I was closeted, you don't want to be staring at everybody in case they pick up on your secret, but you wouldn't want to be staring at them anyway. So you just completely go the other way. Whereas the girls are running about in their sports bras or whatever it is getting changed and they don't care. But to you, it's this awkward thing because you don't want them to pick up on that and you you wouldn't be staring in the first place you're literally just getting changed and you're looking that way but you're like oh my god like they know yeah it's one of them things where I'm glad it's a universal experience but at the same time I wish it wasn't like this yeah why is it so awkward but yeah for the pool scene the moment that really struck a chord with me was when Asta was questioning her belief and like relationship with God and mm-hmm. saying that it must be nice to not believe in him. She has so many pressures on her as the reverend or the minister's daughter to be like this perfect person and to date, to marry. And she's really indecisive about what she actually wants because it's all put on her, like it's all expected from her rather than it being her choice. 
Yeah. She's always got to decide between her happiness and her family. That's the harsh reality for a lot of people in a religion. And again, I think that's what is brilliant about this film is that it's so raw and real and relatable. Yeah. It covers a lot of topics, but in a in a way where it doesn't take attention from the plot of the actual film. Yeah. And it was still enjoyable. It wasn't too serious, you know what I mean? Like, you could deep it. We could sit here and go on about um, the religious aspect of it or the race aspect of it or um, being closeted in a small town. Like, you could deep it, but you don't have to. You can just enjoy the film. Yeah. As you were saying earlier about how... At the end of the film, in the church, they're all stood there and Paul starts talking. Yeah, like suddenly he had possessed the words to be able to do it. And he wouldn't have if he hadn't been with Alien. Yeah. And I love it when he says, and I've been thinking about how much it would suck to have to pretend to be not you your whole life. Yeah, I think that was the addressing of it's oh, a sin definitely. you're going to hell. What Paul was saying was a bit like a declaration to Ellie where he inadvertently says that he's beginning to unlearn the embedded homophobia. So the last scene is outside the Turning Point restaurant, Mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting. I clicked onto that, unlike in Happiest Season when I didn't click onto it. But the kiss between Ellie and Aster and the whole thing is left open and Astrid says it's not like the thought of a relationship with Ellie had never crossed her mind and Ellie says I'll see you in a couple of years and they kiss so I think we need a sequel I think that Alice Wu needs to give us a sequel so what star rating would you give it out of 10? Do you know what I'd love to give it a 10 but as I say, always room for improvement, so I always give it a nine if it's like a really, really good film. Oh, oh twinsies, I'd go nine too. Look at us go. So you know how the last time with Miss Education, yeah. I was saying about it being entertainment um, and one that you don't have to think too hard about yeah. and you can love the characters and the story and it's, you can put it on and you can deep it or you can just put it on and it's for entertainment purposes. That is this movie. I could yeah. think about it really hard if I wanted to, but at the same time, I don't need to to be able to watch it. I can just watch it and enjoy it. Yeah, like it addresses a lot of important and serious things, but at the same time, you have like quite a few jokes mm-hmm. in it as well. One of my favourite ones is when the dad says to Ellie that something like he never wanted her to end up like him, he wanted to end up like her mom and like she just goes you don't mean dead do you and he goes I hope not and I, that's like my type of yeah. humor like that's something I'd say to my mom to be honest I find it really refreshing to have a teen rom-com that was this love story but the character who we're following the whole time doesn't actually believe that her sole purpose is to be with this person so the whole thing wasn't about her getting with Aster it was just this crush that she had and she had this realistic element to the whole thing because love wasn't the answer for her. It it just happened that she had mm-hmm. a crush on this person. 
it wasn't, I have a crush on this person, therefore I need to be with them forever and ever. In films which like involve teen romance, it's all, it, it often sets unrealistic mm-hmm. standards for teenagers, like a lot of like sex and mm-hmm. things like that. Whereas the most this film has is like two kisses. This was very, very realistic in the sense that there was these two smart girls. Yeah. They were intelligent and the intimacy between them was more than physical intimacy. And I think that's what was so amazing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. What would make it a 10 out of 10 for you? Because I've been thinking about this and I'm not sure. I think genuinely if we were to get a sequel and figure out if they were still friends or together Mm -hmm. or if I had that wee bit extra information, even if it was like a five minute clip, yeah, that would make it the 10 out of 10. The unknown where I have to try and make it up, as much as I love it, I would like confirmation. I don't know if this is unpopular opinion, but I don't really want them together. I'd be happy with them not together. It's an experience that they've taken on board yeah. and it's going to like help them develop into who they're eventually going to be. Yeah. Agree. Why, on Twitter, everyone was accusing the film of like queerbaiting. Mm, no. Don't, I don't think this was queerbaiting. No, not at all. At all. There's a gay character in it. I think people just like run with that. I put off watching Jeff for so long because I was like, oh, what's the point if it's just gonna be queerbaiting? You should have listened to me. I know. <laughs> I, I should watch it soon. I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch it a few more times because. Yeah, it's amazing. It is a good heart, heart woman film. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, Baker. Yeah. Do ladies do that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, going off to college and not being with your crush that you've had for years or having a crush on somebody and helping somebody else get with them or being straight but not sure who you like or possibly being gay and questioning it. It's a really relatable film throughout. It doesn't really go too deep into the whole, oh no, panic, what, what's my sexuality? Like, mm-hmm. I don't really like that because a lot of the time that is the initial go-to where someone realises the gay or they've kissed a girl and it's like not a positive reaction afterwards whereas when Ellie kisses Asta she's not like upset by it and it's in a public space yeah. like in the in the street and the, the minister is her father mm-hmm. and like everyone knows him and could just tell him that oh your, your daughter just kissed a girl yeah. she, she's actually genuinely happy and she's like laughing yeah and that was like refreshing because it wasn't like a reg- you could tell like there wasn't any regret yeah I think that's a that's such a good good way to have it. There wasn't any hatred there. Obviously, you had that little bit of drama because you have to have that in a film between like Paul and Aster and Ellie. When she slapped Paul, that was quite funny. Yeah, that was that. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't like they ended it and they hated each other, or they ended it and they were in love. There was this in between where there was yeah. like a mutual admiration and. Ooh, love whether that just be friendship or not for each other yeah yeah I I loved it the reason I think that 
Asta didn't really blame Ellie as much as she did Paul. Because Ellie could have said no and stopped at any time. Mm-hmm. Like, she also has a lot of responsibility and should take some accountability for what went on. Like, it's not all down to Paul. Even yeah. though he did ask, she could have just declined, but yeah. she went along with it anyway. But she even said that secretly she thinks she knew that it was not Paul and that it was Ellie. And she was, like, sort of hoping that it yeah. was Ellie. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, like, says a lot about how different her reactions were when she found out that it was Ellie writing it. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this podcast and us talking about this amazing film, which if you haven't watched already, you should watch, even though we probably spoiled it by (laughs) every single scene in the film. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find more of us on Spotify or iTunes, just wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a follow mm-hmm. on Twitter or Instagram at DLDT Podcast for all of our updates. And we will see you in two weeks' time. In our next episode, we have a collaboration, which we're really excited to share with you all. And it's all about coming out. And if you haven't listened to our previous podcast, where me and Molly just reviewed Lavender Girls, which is a documentary by Monica and Joanna but in two weeks time we're going to release the episode where we discuss the entire documentary with them themselves and they're on the podcast and it's a really good episode honestly it was so fun to film and they're the most lovely people ever be sure to check that out as well yeah and we will do Saving Face eventually so Alice we will be back so join us next time we will continuously question do ladies do do that? that